To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information and check out the trail mix. $35 or more gets you free shipping. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal, investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. In order to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. I mean, look at the conversation we're having right now. You know, like you're certainly willing to risk offending me in the pursuit of truth. Why should you have the right to do that? It's been rather uncomfortable. Well, I'm, I'm very glad I put you on the spot. <laughs> well, I'm you very glad that I've no, you get my, my point. You get my point. It's like you're, you're doing what you should do, which is digging a bit to see what the hell's going on. So and that you, is what you should do. But you're you, exercising you see, your freedom of speech to certainly risk offending me. And that's fine. I think you, more power to you as far as I'm concerned. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, recorded here at the Spare Parts Studios. Happy Sunday, everybody. Happy Sunday. I want to start off with, uh, actually, I want to start off with, if you want to find me on the social medias, which is getting boycotted by all kinds of fucking, up uh, oh, there goes there. See, that's the problem. If, as soon as I start swearing, if you swear, apparently if you swear within the first 10 minutes of a fucking podcast, you don't, the algorithm basically puts you in the gutter. But then again, not a lot of people are watching this thing anyway. So fuck it, here we go. You can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me on Facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. You can find me on TikTok at positive sarcasm. All, all my clips go up there. And then of course, if you want to check out my YouTube channels, positive sarcasm podcast, positive sarcasm podcast. I haven't been posting as many clippy clips in the past two weeks, I think, is because I've been working on actual YouTube vlogs or a, I did a wedding vlog and then I'm working on a drone vlog. And then I'm working on a concept blog. So those take up more time and more focus from what I'm normally, what I've normally been doing. And now I'm trying to, uh, I had all my focus on the YouTube vlogs. And then I started to balance the focus between my YouTube vlogs and the podcast. And then it became pretty much all podcast. And now I'm trying to reinsert the YouTube vlog stuff. And I'm just trying to figure out that balance. And that's, that's not an easy task. But you know what? If anybody can do it, I can do it. So you can find me on all social media. You can check out my two, my YouTube channels. And, of course, you can find me anywhere where podcasts are available. And, of course, my big, beautiful, and always accessible website, PositiveSarcasm.com. Uh, I got to start off with one thing, one thing mainly. Uh, it's a technical thing. I talked about two weeks ago. I talked about the Mavic Mini. I reviewed it, and I gave it a huge thumbs up for what, it, for what it's designed to do. But I did want to talk about one thing of note if you're going to buy one. And then, of course, there is uh, there's a CrossFit article for good news for people who want to take care of their bodies. Uh, AP news regarding uh, airlines. And then there's Gizmodo's black hole colliding uh, with something, blah, blah, blah. I haven't really gotten into that. I haven't dived into that one because that's a big one. And then, of course, I'm going to close out with uh, cultural cultural stuff. I may It may just be an FYI, but I will, I'm going to do my best to remember to close out on that. And this is Sunday Leftovers. This is generally... 
I'd say one fourth the size of generally it's designed to be like 20, 25, 30 minutes long at the most. Sometimes I end up going like 40, 45 minutes. It's like, shit, I've been rambling way too long. If you're new to the podcast, which I'm sure some of you are. Um, yeah, these Sunday leftovers are generally just what the articles I didn't get a chance to get to or some of the ones that um, weren't really set up for the main Wednesday episode. But I found it interesting and maybe I wanted to learn something new, so I go through them. Mm. And some that don't make the regular rotation, I, they end up on Sunday leftovers. Starting up, But I did want to... Um, bring up this Mavic Mini issue, okay? When I recommend technical products, or if I recommend stocks, right now I actually recommend just buying. First of all, as far as stocks go, don't worry about it. Whether you're buying tech, whether you're buying tech, biotech, science, REITs, mortgage, I don't care whatever you, just buy. Buy. And whatever you have already bought, hold, okay? Yeah, I get it. There was a huge rally, and now everything's in the doldrums, and a lot of things are crashing. Just hold, okay? You know what the market does. If you bought, Great, congratulations. You're now part of the conversation. You are now part of the American dream, or at least the illusion of it, because maybe we're in a simulation. Uh, but the fact is, if you bought, great. Just wait for the next wave. You'll get yours. I promise you. So don't worry about it. Uh, it's been my dream to be able to access the stock market. And now this is the one opportunity because I didn't understand. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it when I was in high school. I couldn't afford it in 2008, which was six years after. And now I have the ability and the finances to access it. And I went in. And I don't care. When the market kept dropping, I kept buying. Because I wanted to own... I, there were certain things that I really wanted to own. And now I own them. It's great. I love it. And when you buy, and sometimes you either... You see the opportunities. Generally, you buy for long term. And if you can't flip something in the short term, just hold it for the long term. It will work out as long as you take the chance. With the lottery... Most of the time, you're going to lose. With gambling, most of the time, you're going to lose. But if you per if you buy in the market, believe me, you're going to win out. This was one of the best times ever to purchase. And if something wasn't designed, wasn't if a company wasn't expecting to go bankrupt, then that's the only stock you should avoid. Everything else, go after it. Even if it has a small dividend payout, still buy into it. Believe me, you could have lost 50% of your stock portfolio in, it's in for the, the last two weeks of trading. Don't worry about it. You're going to be okay. Just purchase, hold on to it, wait for the next rally, and don't be greedy. Or hold for the long term, but don't be greedy. It's going to be okay. And guess what? If you've already purchased, congratulations. That is, uh, expect um, the next turnaround or the next rally quite possibly since the uh, opening of since the opening of a lot of uh, country, uh, not country, excuse me, like Texas and Florida has kind of backfired, apparently, considering the amount of uh, COVID cases that have spiked. Wait and see how many people die from that situation. But I can tell you one thing. We're not going to go backwards. We're not, we're not going to go backwards. This country can't afford to go backwards. Therefore, it'll be pushing forwards. And I got an article regarding that, too. Um, but as far as buying into the stock market, just buy. Whatever you like. If it's a company that still exists and it has a dividend payout, just fucking buy it. I don't care. And I'm not an, I'm not an advisement certified investor, but who gives a shit? YouTube is full of people like me. So just buy, okay? Buy and don't be panicking. Don't you only lose your money when you sell. Okay? And by keeping that money in there, you're keeping those companies afloat. So you're responsible for them having the cash flow. Congratulations. And sell when you make a profit. Anyways, we're rambling here. This was not part of my initial uh, Sunday leftovers, but now we're seven minutes in. So let's get to it. All right, the Mavic Mini issue. The Mavic Mini issue, it's is it an issue? Yeah. The Mavic Mini is be, is designed to be small, lightweight, be under 250 grams, so you don't have to register it with the federal government, which is only a $5 flip, but then again, they don't know you have it, which is cool. Um, me, I signed with the AMA, and I generally let them know what drones I have and the fact that I am a drone flyer and blah, 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 but I'm insured through them. The Mavic Mini is designed to be small, lightweight, and cinematic and able to travel on the go, like the Mavic Air and the Mavic Pro. Um, they're much easier to travel with. You can simply throw them in a backpack. It comes with its own little attache case, though. It's really, really awesome. Two problems I find with the Mavic Mini. 
Well, the the wind one is a fucking no shit Sherlock. Okay, it weighs two hundred and forty nine grams. So if you're gonna fly it in anything over ten miles per hour, you're gonna expect some resistance because wind is not wind is not constant. Wind comes in gusts. Okay, and the higher up you fly, the more gusts of wind you're gonna hit, and the stronger the gusts. So it'll send you a wind warning, letting you know that your drone has moved backwards three feet. But the drone will adjust. It does a very good job of that. Just note that when you fly a Mavic Mini or a Mavic Air or even a Mavic Pro, when a gust of wind hits it, it will correct and push forward. But a gust of wind will hit it. These things are very light to begin with and move it in a small direction. The what was I thinking of that? If you okay, the main point of that is if you are in cinematic mode. Cinematic mode is designed to be your smooth movements. It slows the drone down. It slows down its max speed. It slows down every aspect of the drone so that you can operate it in a very cinematography-like style of shooting. But if you're doing that in high wind conditions, well, guess what? You're not going to be able to have the power if in that mode to move the drone forward or bring it back to you. Because if you have 15 mile an hour winds and you're in cinema mode, you're not going to get your drone back. You're not. So understand. But it's the simple press of a button that will get you all out of these problems. In cinema mode, you will, it will, your drone will be able to, it will still have GPS attachment, which means it will hover in a certain spot. But you'll have, you'll have access to faster, faster speeds, faster maneuverability, and a faster descent. You'll be going from like say 14, 12 to 15 miles per hour to somewhere around 20. Therefore, you can get your drone back. Great. However, if you're hitting some winds and you're not, and you really need some horsepower, what you do is you go into sport mode. And sport mode will get your drone closer to 30 miles per hour. And even with those gusts of winds, as long as you just keep pushing ahead and lower your drone's altitude, if you lower your drone's altitude, the uh, likelihood of it getting hit by higher gusts of wind decreases. So if you're above a tree line, if you're above a tree line, the good news is if you go down, less wind. You go above, more wind, right? If you go higher in altitude, more wind. So just decrease your altitude and and you'll be safer. And if you're in sport mode, yes, it's true. You will not be able, you won't have GPS uh, hover control, the Mavic Mini is excellent in staying put, and it's one spot, even with it off. But in sport mode, you can go faster, maneuver better, and you have very excellent control of it. And then by the time it gets close to you, you can pop it back into programmable mode, which is your standard uh, drone mode, which full GPS on, and you can maneuver as you need to to get it back. Perfectly, no, it's no big deal. With the Mavic Mini, you just don't have access to those uh, you know, 30 plus mile an hour uh, speeds that you would get from a, a Phantom or, or uh, the Mavics. Okay, so that issue, just to let you know, if you're ever in a panic and your drone is starting to float away from you, just use the sport modes. Use the, the program, the automatic mode and the sport mode, and you can get your drone back. But don't forget to lower your altitude as well if you can. Just be wary of what you're traveling through as far as obstacles, buildings, boats, cars, animals. Just be wary of that. And trees. The main issue, though, I was having that I discovered this weekend because I was essentially throwing a retirement party for Pelican 2 on top of Mount Major. Before we went up there, I went and tested over the waters of Lake Winnipesaukee, my old snopping grounds, the, the new Mavic Mini. However, even though it sits nicely, you know, in a perfectly molded little case that it comes with, I noticed that there was an issue. As soon as I got it out into the water, it sends me an error message that the propellers are spinning too fast and I need to bring the drone back and land it almost immediately. And there was another issue with the drones, these drones in maybe colder temperatures or just in general um, where it loses its altitude. All of a sudden it loses its altitude. It will, it will go to the ground and bounce. This is an issue that's on YouTube. You can check it about uh, basically just Google or YouTube. Mavic Mini loses altitudes rapidly, and there's there's some videos on it. So just make sure that your Mavic Mini is fully up to date. But this issue was something else. It was and I discovered that I I truly think that it has something to do with the propellers because it specifically says an error message on the drone saying propellers are moving too, we're spinning too fast, which means that there was maybe some. Maybe some warping or one of the propellers came loose. So I returned it. 
Thankfully, the Mavic Mini comes, or my Mavic Mini, my Flymore kit, which comes with three batteries, the charging station for the batteries, and all the extra wires, and extra propellers. The extra propellers, all you have to do is take the screw uh, driver that it comes with, or a smaller screwdriver, take the old props off. Take, I mean, if you're going to take one prop off, take them all off. Because these props that come with the Mavic Mini are so tiny, so fragile, and so bendy. I'm not sure how easy it is to warp these damn things. So I removed all of them, and I'm essentially going to trash them. And I replaced the props with the with the, I re, I replaced the prop, old props, the original props with the new props, and sent it up, and tested it throughout the weekend and had zero issues. So I'm assuming that was the case. Maybe it was a uh, it could be a, a computer error or what have you, but generally it's something mechanical, and it's such a durable paper thin like item like the props that are on the Mavic Mini. It was safe to just get rid of them all together. The ones on like the Phantom 3, the Phantom 4, and the Mavic Air and Mavic Pro series, those are a little stiffer. Um, so I don't think they're going to bend as much. But the Mavic Mini, they're like paper. Uh, they're paper thin, excuse me. So if you're going to, that's one thing. If you have the Mavic Mini, make sure you have extra props on, your, on hand. Whenever you're on location, have extra props, new props on hand at all times. Because that warning it, it i mean i've really only had it for a few weeks i've only flown it for a few weeks and i've had no accidents with it but this is an issue uh that i just noticed and it's good to have extra props on it i don't know if it's going to be, continue being a huge issue but i will monitor it going forward that being said if you did want to uh purchase new mavic mini because if you're getting into drone stuff the dji spark and buying cheaper drones is dog shit right now you're either going to go full bore and fight buy like a phantom or a mavic which means you're going to spend like i don't know between Five, six to eight hundred dollars, or you can go four fifty and get yourself a nice little Mavic Mini, nice little Mavic Mini that'll give you super high definition, excellent flight times, great speeds, cinematography, and great travel uh, travel space. Because it's important when you're getting on planes nowadays, or you're you know you just you need that cargo space. And uh, traveling with a Phantom Three is that's its own backpack, especially on mine. It's it's bigger, it's heavier, it's its own backpack. Now, with the Mavic Mini, though, you can literally throw that in its own case, and it'll fit nicely in your travel uh, your travel bags. Now, if you're going to get extra props, I, rem I do urge you, and I'm actually going to order some by the end of this week. If you're going to order uh, new props, you can they're not expensive. You can buy Mavic Mini propellers for as low as $12. There's also stealth upgrade propellers, which are double the price. It's Mavic 2. Oh, those are Mavic 2s. Excuse me. My excuse me. But most of them here, Amazon, Best Buy ebay bnh photo dgi's official store they're all 12 dollars. they also have carbon fiber ones that are durable uh they also have stealth ones they have tri-blade ones there are what else is there there's low noise quick release propellers there's a bunch of them uh but make sure that they are certified you don't want to buy propellers that are you don't want to first of all if you're going to buy a drone that's a couple of hundreds of dollars you don't want to buy cheap props buy the official ones or buy high-end certified ones for your drone, and you can. But thankfully, you can get them pretty inexpensive. Twelve bucks is worth it for not, you know, not risking losing your bird. Uh, there's no worse feeling, and I've been through that, and I don't want it to happen again. But thankfully, to solve this issue, if you have a bad, if you have bad props for some reason, for whatever reason it is, you can just go and buy. Uh, you can just go buy new ones for like 12 bucks, which is great. That's that's awesome. The idea of the wear and tear in this drone and you being able to replace certain things uh, is awesome. That's really, really cool. 12 bucks is really no big deal. So that's the one. That's the main issue I wanted to report on it. It's been great ever since. And it was cool to be able to fly it at high altitudes. Mount Major is about, the summit's like 1,100, 1,200 feet. And it was cool to send uh, my other drone, my Phantom 3, up in a rotational pattern and then have it, uh, have my other my Mavic Mini go up there in the same in the same wind conditions and track it as it uh, overlooks the backdrop of the of the entire lakes region. It was just a beautiful uh, send off for a drone that I've had since uh, 2000s. 
2018, 2017, 2018. And uh, it's been a great bird, zero crash record. And um, I mean, I'll be using it locally, but it's been a great bird. And I just love it. It's just, they have cameras or tools, but drones are, per- they have their own personalities because they come to life and they have, you know, they have wings and they're just interesting. If you take, if you treat them like, you know, if you treat them like pets, you know, they, you tend to take care of them a lot more. And uh, since you're sending, it is a risk every time you send a drone up. So it's just one of those things where every time you send one up, you really you want to bring it back. So you tend to, you know, you, you tend to want to be more careful with it. But it's it was it was cool, and I wanted to bring up that op, that uh, that one those two pieces of advice uh, for if you're going to buy a really small one. My advice: if you're just going to buy a drone, you want to go balls out. You buy a Mavic Pro. Period. Also, uh, so. I also have some uh, news here for uh, health and wellness, something I'm big into. Uh, okay. This is from, actually, this is from CrossFit.com. I used to talk a lot of shit about CrossFit until I saw those chicks on Instagram with fucking steroids. Whew, good God. Uh, but as far as, it, it, it falls along the line of those who have type 2 diabetes and a lot of growing evidence, and growing evidence being basically outstanding evidence. Now, it is also of note that if you are going to be on a ketogenic or a low-carbohydrate, high-fat diet, it is important to note that you should, unless there are other uh, health issues surrounding the fact that you shouldn't do this. For example, if you have, um, what do they call that, an autoimmune disorder, which doesn't allow, like, for example, car- people, some people on carnivore diets, they can only eat meat or what have you. Or people who are on a plant-based diet, they can only eat certain, okay, you see that I'm laying out some exceptions. But then in this case, if you are in a, a, a high-fat diet or a ketogenic diet or a very low-carb diet, you do want to cycle back onto carbohydrates in order to protect your bone mass. Uh, there is sufficient evidence to state that if, in the, so for a perfect example, in the wintertime, you want to continue to make sure that you have enough calories and carbohydrate-based calories. Number one, your body needs to remember what carbohydrates feel like. Number two, it helps easily with growing mass. It makes lifting a hell of a lot easier. Uh, it's a it's a energy source that your body understands and processes very simply, and by doing so, you're strengthening your whole body in general, not just your muscles, but your cardiovascular system, and of course your bones. So make sure that you cycle back on to carbohydrates uh, for a few months at least before going back into your cutting season. Hashtag you know shred city yo. But as far as those with type two diabetes, guess what? You've eaten enough fucking carbs, and that's the problem. Um, one of them at least. But as far as CrossFit.com, a food-based, low-energy, low-carbohydrate diet for people with type 2 diabetes in primary care. So growing evidence suggests that suggests diabetes is not a lifelong progressive condition and dietary changes alone can lead to diabetes control and remission. As previously discussed, low-carb diets are a specifically promising intervention and have shown in multiple trials to improve glycemic control in cases leading to outright remission Previous researchers found a, qu- a variety of carbohydrate-restricting re- re- regimens to be effective with those involving greater reductions in absolute carbohydrate in- uh, intake, i.e. ketogenic or, co- or a combination of caloric and carbohydrate restriction, because calories calories matter in this case. Uh, even though if you say you're under 1,800 calories, but all you eat is fucking Twinkies, uh, it matters. Trust me, it matters. The Leading to a greater improvement in glycemic control, most trials involving low-calorie, Moderately carb-restricted diets have included artificial diets, shakes, and supplements, which limits their generalizability. The 2009 pilot study specifically tested. There are links for this as well. CrossFit.com. You can go and check out that article. Low-energy, uh, low-carbohydrate diet for people with type 2 diabetes. There. That should help you Google it a little easier. Uh, this 2009 pilot study specifically tested for the impact of food-based, low-calorie, low-carbohydrate diet on diabetes. Researchers recruited 33 subjects. Uh from primary care practices in Oxfordshire, UK. Uh, all subjects were diabetics with BM, uh, BMI, uh, let's see, under 30, over 30, under. Randomization was 2 to 1, with 21 subjects randomized to the intervention group and 12 to control. Control subset subjects maintain, now understand, we're talking about low carbohydrate, but we're also talking about low calorie. Hmm. Okay, receiving standard dietary advice in line with UK guidelines Ugh. for 12 weeks. Intervention group subjects were instructed to limit calories to 800 to 1,000 calories per day. 
with less than 26% coming from carbohydrate and minimum of 60 grams of daily protein to simulate. I'm going to get back to this in a second. Before you start screaming and yelling, I'm going to get back to that. To simulate a broadly generalizable program, dietary and education and instruction was minimal. Four 15 to 20 minute sessions with a nurse, nurse practitioner during weeks two, four, and eight. After following this diet for eight weeks, ooh, subjects increased caloric subjects increased calorie intake to a level that led to weight stability. Okay, the intervention actually. Let me before I proceed. There's something to note. 800 to 1,000 calories a day is not number one is not sustainable, and in many cases, especially if you are a fitness competitor, that is entirely unhealthy. 800 to 1,000 calories is also known as, uh, in slang terms, crash dieting. It's not safe in any diet, in any diet, unless you are, unless your body type is specifically designed for that 8 to 1,200 calories per day, it's not sustainable in any shape or form in life. You can do it for a few weeks because your body generally in that, in this case, or in a type 2 diabetic situation, it is perfect for getting you to uh, regulate your body to get it back to normal from when you can raise your calories. But I'm just gonna make no mistake for anybody understanding this: 800 to 1,000 calories, or even 8 to 1,200 calories for the normal schmuck like me, or uh, anybody else. Well, actually, a lot of people, most Americans too. That's not good. Maybe for a couple weeks, three weeks, great. After that, you need to up your. Pro- you need to update all of it. You need to up all of it. Your calories, your fats, your carbs, your proteins. You need to raise them to a point where you're getting... There is something to the 2,000-calorie diet. The food pyramid, there's nothing to that. Okay, That's already been debunked. That's bullshit. So, But I just want to say, 800 to 1,000 calories is not a sustainable thing. So simulate... But they did this because these people were on type 2 diabetes. They were doing a pilot study, so they wanted to see what the reduction was. And these people, if they were type 2 diabetic, chances are they didn't have a lot of muscle mass to begin with, and they were in shit shape. So it didn't matter what caloric restriction you put them on, as long as you put them on a caloric restriction. There's many more aspects to this, but we'll continue on. The intervention group lost an average of 9.5 kilos over 12 weeks, compared to 2 kilos in controls. Intervention group subjects improved across a variety of measures of glycemic control, including HbA1c's and 20, fasting glucose and fasting insulin. All changes were significantly different from both baseline and control. No significant improvements in glycemic control were observed in control group subjects. Intervention groups subjects were an average of 1.4 anti-diabetes medication and 1.4 antihypertensive medications prior to enrollment. So there was, let's see, the success of the, uh, the, success of the trial, we'll, con- we'll move past that part, the success of this trial is consistent with a growing body of research indicating non-pharmaceutical, non-surgical interventions can reduce the severity of or even reverse diabetes. Hey, no shit. Given the inability of standard of care practices, medication, general dietary advice, surgery, to sustainably reverse diabetes without major side effects, additionally, research is warranted. Additional research is warranted. Researchers should test the impact of various interventions that improve insulin sensitivity and glycemic control, including carbohydrate, carbohydrate restriction, and exercise to broadly and sustainably reverse diabetes. I, well, they had uh, specific guidance from these nurse practitioners. I'm wondering if they did anything as far as like intermittent fasting or what kind of food, what additional foods. But there is a study. But there is, uh, you can actually read the study and they'll it'll dive more into the information but it just for those of you who are you know you're you're type 2 diabetic and you have you have listen if you're type 2 diabetic it is not the end of the world not at all it's it is from all intents and purposes universally recognized as reversible you can get you can get out of it you can walk your way out you can change everything you eat all right and there is plenty of guidance out there okay there's plenty of guidance there's so many people out there uh on on the youtubes on the Instagrams that can tell you how to fucking get yourself out of this shitstorm that you put yourself into, okay? You can't blame anybody else in this situation but yourself. And you can fix it. That's the great thing. All you got to do is get your fat ass in the gym and change your fucking diet. You start by doing that, 
And then you start some standards of practices of how to take care of yourself in your daily life and make, and then checking out the medication that you take as well. And you're going to be in a better position. You've just followed the pattern of, of asking yourself, is this good for me? Start with that question. And it'll take you, it'll take you great. It'll take you a great many places, but type two diabetics. Yes. The process is re reversible and you can, uh, you can do wonders. You can do wonders. You'll be so, you'll be so happy with yourself. You'll be mad that you didn't start sooner, but you'll be happy that you actually decided to take charge of your own health and wellness. And those doctor visits will start to grow fewer and far between. Now, that's the good news. Uh, let's see. Do I want to talk about the American Airlines thing? We're at 20 minutes, 8 minutes. I might actually want to get out of this. That I might actually save for Wednesday because um, that has some good jokes behind it. But this one I'm going to close on. Uh, since all since cancel culture is back in full force, and chances are it'll eventually come from me, uh, I wanted there was a mention on IndieWire. Uh, IndieWire is one of the many uh, websites that's basically reporting this thing going on. But I'm going to read about it, and then I'm going to close on on a certain note. So uh, IndieWire by T uh, Tyler Hersko. The Office, Family Guy, Simpsons, making changes after criticisms of racial insensitivity. A scene from The Office containing blackface has been edited out, while the voice actor for Cleveland Brown on Family Guy is quitting. He actually said that in a statement. Uh, these three uh, shows are the latest television shows. Now, two of these are, are current. The Office is not. The Office uh, stopped airing uh, about a, was it five, seven years ago. But it was wi it's been widely streamed, especially during the pandemic. But these shows are the latest shows to make changes amid the nation's ongoing protests regarding systemic racism and police brutality. The rap reports that season nine episode of The Office titled Dwight's Christmas has been edited to remove a scene where a character engages in blackface. The old version of this of the episode has been removed from Netflix and will not appear on Peacock when the, and the series moves to NBC's Universal Streaming Service next year. The old version of the episode will be replaced with updated version for syndicated airings, according to the publication. The Office is about a group of people trying... Okay, we already know what the fucking Office is about. Uh, da, 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 da. The show employed sat satire to expose unacceptable behavior and deliver a message of inclusion. Today, we cut a shot of the actor wearing blackface that was used to criticize a specific racist European practice. Blackface is unacceptable and making the point so graphically is it hurtful and wrong. I'm sorry for the pain this has caused. Okay, that's Greg Daniels who said that in a statement. Uh, he's a series creator. The Office wasn't the only show to make headlines for racially related changes on Friday. Family Guy for two decades announced that Twitter he would step down. He's the role of Cleveland Brown. He said he would no longer voice that uh, that character. Uh, as for the symptoms, the problem with Apu, the show's producer announced on Friday that white actors would no longer portray non-white characters. Uh, Hank Azaria, who portrayed, who portrayed Apu on the show for like 20 years, uh, announced that he would no longer voice the character on the series earlier in the year. The changes of the three shows were announced after weeks of headlines removing the removal of racially insensitive. All right. I just, I have some thoughts here. There's one of my favorite, one of my favorite comedies of all time is a movie called Trading Places. It's aged, uh, but it's one of Eddie Murphy's first roles. If you don't know who Eddie Murphy is, Jesus Christ, fucking Google him. One of the greatest act, one of the greatest comedic actors of all time, one of the greatest comics of all time, uh, there was a scene in there with Dan a Dan Aykroyd, and Dan Aykroyd was in. He was dressed as a Jamaican, uh, in the in the movie. And basically, I guess what that would be considered blackface in today's standards. He's portraying a Jamaican. I don't know. I don't know whatever you fucking lunatics are thinking of. But in this case, uh, and also the N word is used uh, in this fucking movie a uh, few times. So there's also that. Movie's hilarious, though. Movie is a is a real portrayal of the time in many different ways, depending upon societal or race or financial. Uh, it shows how much of a shithole uh, Philadelphia was and is, and how close homeless and greedy rich were so close together, were so entangled. Like, you could literally go one block down, and it's an absolute shithole, and then you go one block further, and it's all million-dollar townhouses. Still exists today. It's, it's crazy. Uh, but I'm curious, 
if they are going out of their way to get rid of these scenes or update these scenes, they're removing certain episodes, they're pulling entire seasons from uh, networks that you're... First of all, you a lot of the times you pay... If you're buying like uh, Peacock or you buy Disney Plus or you buy uh, Hulu or you buy HBO Max, you buy these... Uh, what do you call it? You buy these programs, you buy these apps, you buy these services so that you can see certain shows in their entirety. Enti- in the in their entirety, and then they advertise these uh, shows, such as the one that they did with South Park. South Park, they removed five controversial episodes from HBO Max. They won't show them anymore. They won't show them anymore because of the religious connotations. But you buy these platforms because they have the shows that you want in their entirety. Well, apparently not. So you're not getting, you're not getting what you, you're essentially not getting what you pay for. You're not getting the original purchase, uh, the 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 original form of it too. You're kind of getting. They're kind of fucking with you. You know, I, I get what's appro. I know what's inappropriate, and I know what's appropriate. And quite frankly, I don't give a shit. In order to tell the truth, you have to risk being offensive. And if it's a product of its time, it's a product of its time. You can't erase history. Or so I thought. Apparently, you can. The fact that you want to, you're gonna say. Also, the fact that if you have a white guy, or a, excuse me, a, a standard European descent gentleman who is no longer portraying Cleveland Brown, he's out of a job because he's white, or he quit because he's white. Doesn't make a difference. Maybe he was guilted into it. Maybe somebody told him it was a good idea that he should step down. The person who played a poo. I think he's an Italian guy. Or he's Jewish, one of the two. Can't play a poo anymore. So what does that mean for Alex Bornstein? What's her what's her ethnicity? She plays a redhead. Uh she voices the actress of Lois, the redhead on Family Guy. What's Alex's descent? Just out of curiosity. If she happens to be uh European, playing a European woman, okay, fine. I'm just curious, what where are we heading down this road? What what road are we heading down here, and how much does it continue? You pay for these shows to be in their entirety. You pay for these episodes to be on there. You pay for 12 seasons of South Park, but instead you get 11 and a half. You pay, for, you pay to watch these episodes in their entirety, but there are scenes missing. When does context start to take into a... When, when does context start to matter? When does it start to, things start to be taken out of context... Because these are funny shows. These are funny shows. They're designed to be funny, regardless of how in, uh, insensitive or inappropriate. That's the whole point. It's when you see Tropic Thunder, you see Robert Downey Jr. in, in playing a black character. How wrong that is. When does, they, when, do, when does Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu pull Tropic Thunder? Simply for the fact, regardless of the context... Just removing it from removing this movie that made over a hundred million dollars in the box office from a streaming service simply because of that, just because it's quote racially insensitive. First of all, these people at HBO Max and at Amazon they don't give a shit about any of this justice, social justice. They care about fucking money. They're just trying to protect their assets, and by looking virtuous, it protects the it protects their values. Simple as that. Now. Here's the thing. When is it event? What is it eventually that you can't purchase these things anymore? You pay for the office, but because it's become so racially insensitive or so sexist, you can't buy. You can't get it anymore. I'm just out of curiosity. If something is so offensive to the point that it's offensive to some, or many, or all, and you can't buy it anymore. You know what you still can buy? You can still buy Mein Kampf. Mein Kampf is German for my struggle. You know who wrote that? Adolf Hitler. Killed millions of Jews. Started the largest war ever. Slowing down my words here. Yeah, I know. You can buy his book right now. Thriftbooks.com.
Google, uh, let's see. Alibreeze. Where else can you buy it? Let's see. Thrift books, second sale. So you can buy it pre-owned. Etsy. Blackwells. Textbooks.com. Just curious. You can buy this book. You can get inside the mind of Adolf Hitler and see what the hell he was thinking before he did it. So you can understand your past simply by reading his. Understanding it. No doubt. A terrible person. He got there somehow. He became so angry and so enraged, but was so well-educated and so experienced and so driven. You can understand how you too can become a monster. Now, if there's a flip side to that, you understand. We all know Hitler, bad. Nazis, terrible. No shit. There's a Jew talking here. You know what else you can buy? Besides, if since you hate Nazis, I want to tell you, guess what else you can buy? Every single Karl Marx book. Every Karl Marx book is available for sale. Untouched. So, for example, if it's a comedy, say it's The Office or Family Guy, you can, you can buy HBO Max or you can buy Hulu, but you will not get those shows comedic purposes, okay, to parody. You cannot get those shows in their entirety anymore. You're not getting what you pay for. You can buy Mein Kampf in its entirety, not a parody, not a joke at all. Basically a manifesto. This is what they were planning. This is what they wanted to do. And guess what? They actually did it. But you can buy that in its entirety from several different venues. You can download it for free. You can get it on audiobook, but it won't cost you a dime. You buy something on, on HBO Max, you don't get it in its entirety. But you can download the entire manifesto of Karl Marx and all his crazy-ass fucking ideas for free. Or you can get it in paperback. Or you can get it on audiobook. Now, Karl Marx had legitimate critiques of the way we do things over here in the Western world. His remedy, though, was toxic and deadly. Now, the person who followed through on his ideas, Vladimir Lenin, Joseph Stalin, uh, you can buy their books and their, their thoughts and in, in, in their entirety as well. Vladimir Lenin, The State and the Revolution, all the books, V.I. Lenin, you can buy them in their entirety. All right here. Untouched. Those gentlemen, Vladimir Lenin, Joseph Stalin, are responsible for five times the amount of deaths as Adolf Hitler. Maybe ten times the amount of deaths. They actually can't count the amount of bodies because while there was all kinds of video footage of what, Ger of what Germany was doing to the Jews and the uh, GIs back in the uh, late 1930s and the mid-1940s, there was no video evidence, really, except for uh, a book called The Gulag Archipelago. But there was just there was no footage of what the Soviets were doing to their own people, starving them, shooting them. Uh, there's no footage of that. There's just books. Therefore, we don't truly understand what took place and the amount of deaths that resulted of going one way or another. Way, way too far in one direction. But you can still read them in their entirety. You can buy them and read them in their entirety. Whereas a joke, you, can't, you cannot buy a joke on HBO Max in its entirety. You cannot buy a joke on Amazon Prime or on Hulu or on the Peacock in their entirety. The idea of taking things out of context and trying to re-update uh, history... History's history. It's already happened. Show it for what it is. You can explain before or after. But leave it as it is. You can't change what Karl Marx was thinking. You can't change the amount of damage that was done 
by his writings or Lenin's writings or Hitler's writings. They believed in something. They wrote about it. You can read exactly what they wrote. And hundreds of millions of people are dead as a result. So if we don't understand these jokes back when they were made, what the fuck are we going to do in the future? What's going to happen to people like me? The people I looked up to. George Carlin. Andrew Schultz is the modern-day George Carlin. What's going to happen to Carlin? We going to cancel him? George Carlin is one of the greatest comedians of all time. He's one of the most thought-provoking comedians of all time. He was more than... And he, he was more than just a comedian, too. Way more than that. He was something truly special. We're going to go in. He's got books. He's got interest. He's got When Will Jesus Bring the Pork Chops? He's got Brain, uh, brain Droppings. And he's got one other one, too. Uh, uh, but are we going to go into his books and update them? Are we going to go into his HBO specials and update when he says uh, certain words that we find offensive now? Why would we do that? What's the point? What does it solve? What does it fix? If it's insensitive, what it was supposed to be insensitive, that's the point. Jokes are meant to offend. Jokes always are at somebody's expense, no matter what. So how do you cancel a joke? You don't. You leave it for the time it was in. Jokes can become unfunny over time. That's called evolving. That's called progressing. But if you cancel the joke or close the joke or edit the joke out that's not progressing that's not progressing at all that is something completely different you can't erase history actually apparently you can like i just said there's a book called 1984 you try erasing that however you can't erase however you can apparently you can't erase karl marx's books you can't erase uh vladimir lenin's books and you can't erase adolf hitler's books Just wondering why we would erase one thing, but we wouldn't erase the other. Just something to leave you with. Um, that's it for Sunday Leftovers. On a nice... Went from talking about drones to uh, the deaths of over 100 million people. All because of a fucking joke. So I want to thank you all for listening, watching, and subscribing. You can find me on all social media, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me on YouTube and YouTube for Positive Sarcasm and Positive Sarcasm Podcast. You can go to my website and check out all my information, including my movie reviews, my posing music, and you can send me any type of information or questions you have uh, for, let's see, free. <laughs> uh, the, let's see, website, positivesarcasm.com. If you want to donate to the podcast, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Robinhood, Cash App, all the logos are there if you want to go ahead and use that. And, of course, you can email me directly, positivesarcasm.com. Uh, I'm getting tired. I uh, had some food and drank some coffee and it didn't work and what have you. Also, I'm looking at this dog right here, and uh, he's like his he's passed the fuck out on the casting couch. And um, I don't want to wake him up, so let's go ahead and whisper out of this one. Uh, you can find me on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, iHa, CastBox, Podcast Attic, anywhere where podcasts are available. But until then, I want to thank you all for listening, watching, and subscribing. I will talk to you all on Wednesday. Recorded here at the Spare Parts Studios. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation. Puppy. Puppy. Chase. What are you doing? There is a house in New Orleans They call the rising sun And it's been the ruin of many a poor boy And God, I know I'm one
to do what I have done Spend your life in sin and misery In the house of the rising Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.